800 AM and 94.9 FM KINY Juno from the Alaska Airlines Studio. Local first. Now, News of the North. From the capital city, I'm Jazz Garrett. These are the stories we're following this hour. Alaska Republican Governor Mike Dunleavy released a preliminary budget yesterday of $10.5 billion for the fiscal year 2025. And Alaska's health department worked through one food stamp backlog only to come head-to-head with another. But first, Governor Dunleavy made it clear that in this particular budget rollout, there is no increase in the base student allocation. That does not mean there won't be an increase in the BSA. It's just that in this budget rollout, there's not. There is millions of dollars proposed in education. And uh, you know, I want the public to understand that as a, as a former educator, I understand that schools cost money. Education costs money. There's no doubt about it. The question has always been whether we put money in a BSA, and that's the base student allocation, that's part of the formula for a funding, or whether we put money into the uh, education world in various forms and various, uh, for various purposes. We introduced a bill last year, for example, that would uh, put money in the pockets of classroom teachers. While it does not include a BSA, the proposed budget does include millions for education. It also includes a full PFD at $2.3 billion, according to the formula in statute. There are no cuts in the budget. However, Dunleavy said the spending proposal includes a deficit of nearly $1 billion that he proposes using savings to cover. This is what he said when asked how Alaska can stop relying on its savings. We, we've, got, uh, we've got choices to make. We either reduce the budget, we take money from uh, individuals and Alaskans or corporations through tax, we continue to take money from the PFD and eventually eliminate that, or as they say, as Ted and Don said, we got to fight like heck to be able to uh, exert our resource development mandates that had us become a state and are in our constitution. If we could develop a fraction of our forests and a fraction of our mining place and a fraction of, uh, of our new and additional oil and gas, we're going to pay for this. If we can't do it, then we have to talk about reducing the size of government and um, taking money from more Alaskans. And the problem with that is going to be people are going to leave and go to a place that's cheaper to live. That's what's going to happen. Education, housing, and child care are all issues that deter people from coming to Alaska. Public safety is another issue that helps people decide if they want to come here. The governor's budget includes aircraft and boats to help the Department of Public Safety serve all of Alaska regardless of roadway conditions. The commissioner of the Alaska Department of Public Safety, James Cockerell, said that's something they could have used during Wrangell's initial landslide response. In our capital budget, I'll talk a little bit about that. We are requesting a new large class vessel for southeast Alaska, most likely to be stationed here in Juneau, to respond to emergencies, search and rescues, disasters, and enforce hunting and fishing regulations. Again, one of the things that this department struggles with and has um, since I've been with the department is able to get to emergencies in a fairly quickly time. Sometimes it takes us two or three days to get to a homicide in some of our villages, and we have to do better. Certainly, if we would have had that during the Wrangell slide, we would have had resources there immediately, or as long as it took for our best to get there, we could have housed, provided food and, and um, lodging for, um, and bring more first responders to the area. Attorney General Treg Taylor says he is grateful that the budget supports statehood defense efforts and that Alaska should have the right to develop natural resources. The reality is we could sit back and allow the federal government, outside groups, and bureaucrats in Washington, D.C., 
to dictate how we live in Alaska and how we support our families, or we can push back and fight for our sovereignty, to fight for our right of self-determination, our right to do the right and responsible thing for Alaskans. The budget can be amended at any time during the committee process and legislative process. The budget also looks at investing in transportation, housing, and food security. And Alaska's Health Department is looking at next steps to address food stamp backlog once again. A big difference between the previous SNAP backlog and this one is that in the prior one, the federal government granted a waiver to waive the requirement of an interview for every application. This time, the Alaska Department of Health applied for the same waiver at request of the federal government, but they were denied. That adds 12,000 interviews that they must do as part of the process and added time to each application and review. Commissioner for the Department of Health Heidi Hedberg says she has paused the interviews for the time being. In addition, they are receiving client statements. She looks at the next steps to prevent Alaskans from experiencing backlogs in the future. During the last legislative session, there was funding appropriated to the Division of Public Assistance specifically on IT. And that, that funding is starting to come to fruition. So later this month, the month of December, we are going to be launching um, the online SNAP application. It's very similar to completing uh, a PFD application. By launching that online SNAP application, we'll be able to prompt to ensure that we're collecting all of the information so that our eligibility technicians have everything up front. We're also reducing the paperwork and the shuffling of paperwork, and so we're able to maximize our staffing time. The governor's fiscal year 2025 budget also provides funding for more permanent full-time eligibility technician positions to process SNAP applications and $5 million to food banks and food pantries across Alaska. Coming up, details on an online music show that's premiering tonight. That story next with Jordan Lewis when News of the North continues. Welcome back to News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis. Sander Kolarov is hosting the fourth annual Vibe Stream, a compilation of music performances that can be watched on YouTube. It will be available to watch starting at 7 p.m. tonight. So basically uh, what I do is I create this music show. It's like about an hour, two hours long, and I ask um, different artists from throughout Alaska if they want to be a part of it, and they record like a performance for it. And I just put it all together, and basically I made the show kind of as a way to showcase and highlight talent in Alaska. The online show started during the pandemic when Kotlarov was missing performing live. This is one of the reasons why it's so special. A lot of people are really excited, which is really cool. Um, there's a lot of people, you know, because I don't, this is not a, a show where I have, like, sponsors or I, I pay the artists. Like, everybody's doing this out of, like, the kindness of their heart and because they care about the music, and that's what's so special about it for me. The show includes a variety of musical genres and artists from all around the state. So I have a lot of people that uh, show up every year, like Air Jazz. He's a good friend of mine. Um, I'm sure people on the show have heard of him. Um, a Train of Thought. Um, we got a lot of rappers this year. I'm really excited about that. Um, Diamond Dollar Entertainment um, has a lot of artists that are doing shows like O'Kim's and Strange Reality and Reigns, um, and their sets are really amazing. We got this artist, Man Lady, Lady Man, who are, are like this couple that do amazing, like, grungy kind of stuff. Just a lot of variety. 
You can watch the vibe stream tonight by going to Colorado's YouTube channel, Zansler. The video will stay up after tonight, so you can watch it anytime. If someone is interested in participating in next year's vibe stream, they can reach out to Zansler's Instagram. It's Zansler. And for the first time, the Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee has favorably reported a bill to right a historical injustice made when five Alaska Native communities were omitted from the 1971 Settlement of Indigenous Claims in Alaska. The bill, the Unrecognized Southeast Alaska Native Communities Recognition and Compensation Act, amends the Alaska Native Claims Settlement Act, or ANCSA, to grant the Alaska Native communities of Haines, Ketchikan, Wrangell, Petersburg, and Tenneke equitable land ownership and the right to form an urban corporation. The measure will provide these landless communities with the rights and benefits of ANCSA recognition, including ownership of culturally relevant lands. The Unrecognized Southeast Alaska Native Communities Recognition and Compensation Act is Sponsored by Senator Murkowski, to which Senator Dan Sullivan is a co-sponsor and Representative Mary Peltola has introduced companion legislation in the House of Representatives. Senator Murkowski said five Southeast Alaska Native communities were left out of ANCSA, hampering their ability to support development and opportunity while protecting their traditional ways of life. Alaskans have been trying to right this wrong for 51 years, and I'm so pleased to work with so many of, uh, over the years to right this wrong. I also thank my colleagues for supporting our landless legislation, allowing for this critical legislation to head to the full Senate for consideration. Today was a critical step, and I will do everything I can to see this through. Randy Williams, a board member of the Ketchikan Landless and Southeast Alaska Landless Corporation, said, We want to thank Senator Murkowski and the Alaska delegation for their support. It's been a long battle. Senator Murkowski has stayed the course with us for all these years, and we certainly appreciate the effort that she's made to make this happen. Now you're up to date with News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis. For continuous updates, visit our website, knyradio.com.